fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Well, the real Joe Biden has arrived, and uh, and I welcome him. It's 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 it could be a uh, another version of the Bernie Sanders train, which has gone off the rails. It looks like he has peaked, but. Joe Biden had a few interesting things to say, and this is at the beginning of his campaign trail. We begin with Joe Biden in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. The easy way for you to change the look of your home is happening right now at blinds.com. They have they have uh, site-wide savings right now, plus an extra $20 off if you use the promo code back when you go to blinds.com. Now, blinds.com has everything that you need for blinds, shades, shutters, drapes, whatever you want. They are the number one online choice in America for affordable, quality, custom window coverings. They have award-winning customer service. I think they have like 30,000 uh, five-star reviews uh, online. I mean, they are they're really incredible. This is why they're the number one online retailer. Every step of the way, you get free samples, free shipping, 100% satisfaction. And right now, huge savings at blinds.com. Get an extra $20 off just by using the promo code BECK. Change the look and the feel of your home right now. Blinds.com. Use the promo code BECK. Okay, so uh, hello, Stu. How are you? Uh, very well, Mr. Beck. How are you? Oh, it's oh, it's just mm, great. Mm. Uh, Joe Biden, we've got a lot to talk about. I want to talk today about the border. It's crazy what is happening on our border. Why is no one talking about it? Uh, we, we'll get into that. I, I, I have to start, however, with Joe Biden on the campaign trail because he said a couple of crazy things. In fact, Sarah, I, I want to start someplace different. I, I want to go to uh, his uh, his part of his speech where he said that President Obama. The reason why everybody thinks the ACA, you know, the Obamacare thing is is not working is because. <laughs> well, I'll let him. I'll let him say it. Listen. Remember with the Affordable Care Act, because everything landed on President Obama's desk but locust at the time, he had no time to explain the Affordable Care Act. Once it got started <laughs> taken away, all of a sudden the, we have what we call in Southern Delaware an alder call from all those boys. An alder call saying, oh my God, I'm for health care. I don't want to take away pre-existing conditions. I, I want to make sure, etc. And so you go out and you beat them. You make the case. Wow. So wait. So, so wait a minute. He didn't in eight years. He didn't have time to explain it because I remember a lot of explanations. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of them that didn't wind up being true too. He he seemed to have plenty yeah. of time to tell us a, a bunch of stuff that didn't actually happen, like a twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> savings and that we would get to keep right. our doctors. I, I remember all of those explanations. Yeah. I remember him explaining. I think he was explaining another healthcare program. I think that's maybe what happened. Mm. Maybe what Joe is saying here is he was explaining another healthcare program. He never got to the ACA. <laughs> he wanted to, but he was talking entirely. About another one because he not only had his eight years in office, he also was running for president for what a year and a half, in which he constantly <laughs> right. was running on health care. This guy how was many I will terms say, not did an this... efficient speaker. That is, <laughs> right. I mean, no. how, 
how many terms did he need to be able to explain this? It's really quite simple. I will say. You either join or you're fined. (laughs) You can't keep your doctor. It's going to cost you a lot more. And uh, all of the health care expenses are going to go up. Can you imagine, though, if, if you get two terms of Joe Biden, how close he would come to explaining it? I mean, remarkably <laughs> close. He would be yeah, right really, on the edge really of the close. cliff of being really able close. to explain that. So I, a Joe Biden showed up yesterday that I just enjoy because he's crazy. Uh, you know, we we always talk about the uh, the soft spoken Joe Biden that he's like. You know, it's. I think Americans would like to pay more in taxes. I, I think it's a patriotic thing to do, and. Uh, I'm here, and uh, I, I'm just a, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a lunch bucket Joe. That's all I am. I'm just a regular guy, just like you. Okay, I hate that Joe Biden. Oh. The one I love is the crazy one that says things like Obama just didn't have any time to explain it, you know. And if you go into a Seven Eleven, you're going to find nothing but uh, Indians running the running oh. the joints. Yeah. I mean, this I is, love that Joe Biden. It's the same Joe Biden that explained to us that it was that going to get Osama bin Laden was the most difficult decision in 500 years. <laughs> yes. Like, first yes. of all, like the what? one that makes everybody the one that is not left or right makes everybody go. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I, I thought that was a pretty easy decision. I don't right. know what he's talking about. Hey, here. the most <laughs> world's most dangerous terrorist. Should we get him? Come back to me in five centuries. Like, that's not oh, it. man. <laughs> We've been looking for him for five years. We've been at war. We've spent about a trillion dollars. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, you know what? You know why this is so hard? I'm trying to figure out how to explain health care. <laughs> That's why I, should we kill, should we kill Obama or Osama bin Laden when I'm trying to work on Obamacare? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough decision. Okay. So yesterday, and I, I love this because this is truly Joe Biden. And it's going to be interesting to see the two of these guys go head to head. Um, and, and, and also to see the press. Remember, the press was all upset. Uh, all of the violence, any violence, any violence that happens anywhere in the world is going to be Donald Trump's fault. Did you hear him? What he's saying? He's, he's, he's encouraging people to punch people. Okay. All right. I was with you on that. I, I, I didn't like that when the president was like, you know what? Take him out and beat the crap out of him. <laughs> I didn't like that. Uh, however, he was not calling for a revolution, which Joe Biden, let's see if anybody in the press notices this one. Here's what he said yesterday about a brass knuckle fight. Joy, Joy I know you're one of the ones that think it's naive to think we have to work together. The fact of the matter is that we can't get a consensus. Nothing happens except the abuse of power by the executive. Zero. Number one. Number two, there are certain things where it just takes a brass knuckle fight. There's no way to do it. You have to go out and beat these folks if you don't, if they don't agree with you by making your case. And that's what presidents are supposed to do. Persuade the public. Move people as to what's going on. If you start off with the notion there's nothing you can do, well, might you all go home then, man? Or let's start a real physical revolution if you're talking about it. Because we have to be able to change what we're doing within our system. 
So, so I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decide, is he, because he's talking to religious leaders, which I love. I just love the fact that he's, he's having this conversation with religious leaders. Um, so is he calling for revolution or is he, because if we don't give him the benefit of the doubt, he was calling for revolution. Mm -hmm. But if we give him the benefit of the doubt, he was saying what? Uh, look, there's there's no other option. If you can't make the case, there's no other option. Right? Right. He's saying that not necessarily he's rooting for some sort of, uh, f- you know, physical Correct. revolution. He's just saying, like, you know, we can we can convince them. And if we can convince them, we don't need that. That's never going to happen. He's not he's not advocating for it. And of course, this is the type of analysis that the left would never give to Donald Trump or anyone Correct. on the right. But I mean, the bottom line is Correct. that you can make a fair point that he's not calling for it. He's saying he's saying, like, I'm warning you of it. Right. There, There is there are people who will go. So to he's this a if conspiracy theory. So I so it's what I they would say about sure you for sure. Headline, yeah. Right. I just want to say that the the headlines that are wrong uh, the headline should be that he's a conspiracy theorist saying that a revolution is coming. I mean, that's what they would say about you. And and, and did, by the way, exactly. say about you when you said this. Because, I mean, you've said yes. multiple times a very similar brand of analysis, which is, look, we can't, you know, there are going to be people coming and taking people out of buildings and, and, uh, and uh, beating them in the streets. And we're going to see real strife. How many times... We were just watching a clip of uh, Andrew Wilkow from Blaze TV, who yeah. was highlighting all of these incidents where people are now walking up to women on the streets who happen to be Trump supporters and kicking them and punching them in the yeah, face because they're quote unquote Nazis. In fact, let's play that because I think this is really important because what he's saying is if you can't convince, well, they're done convincing. R- remember, the left is the one that's saying the conversation is over. There is no there's no more dialogue on things like global warming. There's there's a you are a a denier or you're standing in the way of progress because of X, Y and Z. Remember, yesterday we played the audio that I want a what would you call it? I mean, really a a communist government. Uh, This is the the uh, city councilwoman from Denver says she wants all shared property, all shared everything. She was looking at a communist kind of way of life. And she said, and I'm willing to fight for it any means necessary. So they are there. Many of these revolutionaries are already there. But. Let's just not say that without backing it up. This is from Andrew Wilkow and his program on Blaze TV just last night. You know, barely a day goes by where we don't see some sort of incident of violence or threat of violence from progressives. Here's a quick reminder, highlight reel, if you will. I asked the guy, I said, who did you vote for? He said he voted for Trump. So I took his time. It's always nice to highlight pillars of the community. (laughs) It's it's remarkable uh, what is uh, what is happening. And then and then I want to show you the the reason why a lot of this is happening is because and I'm going to just be real frank with you. 
people are stupid. That's why. People think they know more than they do. They think they're so smart and nobody had everybody is filled with hubris and they have absolutely no humidity, uh, humility. They think they know. And as soon as they are corrected, uh, they don't know what to do because their whole world is about to fall apart. We'll go there in one minute. Constant pain, you are not alone. In America, it's estimated over 50 million people miss work due to pain. And people in America spend about $2,000 a year to combat their pain. 66% of us just figure we're going to live the rest of our life in pain. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to live without I don't want to live without hope. I don't want to live in a, in a world where I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's always going to be this way. That's, that's the problem with the country is that we're thinking that it'll never get better. It's not going to be better tomorrow. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I, am, I, can, I can testify to you that this is true because I take Relief Factor. I take it three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I take it every day, and it makes a huge difference. I've been taking it for about 18 months. I have never talked to you about putting stuff into your body. I don't like it. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm a freak on these kinds of things. I never took Relief Factor. They've been a sponsor for, I don't know how long, a long, long time, and I wasn't taking it, and I wouldn't sponsor it, or I wouldn't endorse it. I decided to take it because my wife forced me to take it because I was at that point where it's like, tomorrow's not going to be better. And she said, please just try it. So I did for three weeks, and I'm taking it 18 months later because it works. ReliefFactor.com. Go there now, ReliefFactor.com. Order their quick start. Try it out for three weeks. 70% of the people who try it continue to take it because it works. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So uh, there's a couple of things here. We've got we have Ami Horowitz going inside the Muslim Brotherhood, which we we have to we have to get into in a little while. But we we also have uh, from campus reform. Uh, they went to Marymount uh, University. Um, Cabot Phillips did, and he said, "I just want to I just want to read some statements to you, and you tell me is this Joe Biden or Donald Trump." And he was posing as students against racist Trump quotes. Listen to this. First quote, you cannot go to a 7-Eleven or Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. Who do you think said that? Trump. Uh, Trump. <laughs> Sounds like a Trump quote. <laughs> That's a big yikes. But uh, I might say Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Next up, this was to a largely African-American audience. Quote, if my opponent wins, they're going to put you all back in chains. Trump again. Huh. Wow. <laughs> I still think that's only Trump. Oh, definitely Trump. Uh, Trump. Donald Trump. Hmm. Joe Biden. Next up, uh, this was about President Obama. He called him, quote, the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean. Uh, Trump. I'll go Trump again. Who do you think said that? Uh, I think Trump said that. Donald Trump. What if I told you that all of those are actually Joe Biden? 
All right, there it is. <laughs> is that surprising? Yeah, very. <laughs> that's crazy. Is that surprising? Yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, oh, that's bad. <laughs> is that surprising to you? Yeah, I mean, it's, they're all pretty racist. So, it's not really good. Ah, well, that's surprising. That's really surprising. Mm. Why is that surprising? I've never heard any of those things before. So, the fact that you told me that now, I'm like, Damn, is he really who he say he is? I don't think that's something I want to uh, really support. Would this potentially impact your vote? Of course. And why is that? Well, I mean, like, since I thought all that was Trump, like, I thought, like, that was going to be a slam dunk. But apparently, you know, I got to reconsider that. So I just look more in depth, really. Would these quotes potentially lead you to another candidate? Yeah, I mean, definitely, absolutely. Personally, uh, probably. I would have to really do my research. Yeah, I think it would. Hmm. Interesting. Um, at least they're being uh, at least they're being consistent there. Um, so what does that what does that show you? What do you what do you take away from that besides the? Oh, that was fun. <laughs> Look at the dummies. Well, first of all, it was fun. Look at the dummies. But second of all, I would say, <laughs> yes, right. uh, it, you know, it's one of those things where forget the fact that that obviously like the double standard on what is racist speak or not is is a, mm-hmm. is a big problem here. I mean, you know, this is a great example of, uh, you brought up as well. The, uh, the the talk about revolution. And this is one of the most clear ways the media is actually biased in which they believe Joe Biden is a good guy. So therefore, they don't assign negative uh, intent to his statements. And the same thing here with mm-hmm. with the racism stuff. They believe Joe Biden isn't racist because they like him and they think he's a good guy. So therefore, those statements so, aren't problematic. May I disagree with you just a bit? Sure. And, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this. I'm not sure that they do like him. I think they like him as much as they liked Hillary Clinton, you know, in 2006. He's just a vehicle. He's not. They'll right. take him down the minute they they feel they can because they have another option. I think you're right on that. I think that they they don't want to destroy him right now because they think he might Correct. win. And, and, they, and Correct. they see, and this is not how I feel, obviously, but they see the media... Like the media, it sees itself as a problem as to how it treated Hillary Clinton. They think they, this is serious. They think they were too tough on Hillary Clinton in 2016. And it's one of the reasons why Trump won. (laughs) Now, I know that feels like a completely different world and it is. It's DC. It's New York. It's the media. Uh, but I, that, that's how they see that and how it played out. So they're very careful here. They will destroy Joe Biden if they can get someone else who they see as better more to the left than joe biden they they don't want biden to be the the minute joe if joe biden were close to everybody else they would be torpedoing him right now but because he's so far ahead in the polls and looks to be the only guy that could beat donald trump they are not going to go after him yeah They, they did a little bit and his poll numbers really are the same and it doesn't look like joe biden's going anywhere uh, and so they're going to back off on him. Yeah. But what I found what I found was the most important part of this was when she said, I haven't heard any of that. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I haven't you, heard any of that. Yeah, that's fascinating. And again, these are not even new quotes. Now, the media gave him a huge break because he was essentially Joe uh, Barack Obama's vice president. So he had a, a clear Correct. ride through a lot of that. But I think uh, piggybacking on what you're saying is the most important thing, Glenn, the fact that they didn't know this. 
is another thing which shows why they're all Democrats, why they're all socialists, why they believe every Republican is a racist. Yes. The second they hear the quote, they actually all change their minds about Joe Biden. And that's, I think, actually worse. Like, you don't know the context. You have no idea what's going on. You're going to change your opinion on on a man from a quote that's completely out of context from a person you don't know who does have an agenda? Like, that is a, that's a huge problem. They sh- the research needs to be done. You need to have principles. These things can't just be these flippant decisions, and that's the bigger problem. So here's the, here's the thing. This is why they're silencing voices. This is why they must put Steven Crowder out. They must put, uh, you know, Mark Levin or anybody else. They must put them out of business because once you hear the facts, you change. Once you hear, I mean, look at what's happening with um, Bridget Phetasy. If if you if if you've been watching her or following her transition, it's remarkable. She 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 tweeted yesterday. Um, uh, I, I I always hated myself, and now I realize because I was liberal. <laughs> uh, she has really she's doing the work, and she's realizing. I'm not that. I'm not sure what I am, but I'm not that. That's why you've got to shut down speech and thinking. If you hit critical thinking, it all falls apart. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So research suggests that most businesses take up to 197 days to notice a breach in their data. Whoa, wait, what? This is why cybercrime is exploding. In 2015, the estimated cost was $3 trillion, and that is forecasted to be $6 trillion by 2021. $6 trillion gone because somebody is uh, hacked into data. There are many ways that cyber criminals can take what is yours. When personal information is exposed, someone can use it to commit identity theft. That's why there's LifeLock. They oh, they see a, a wide range of identity threats. Now nobody can you know monitor all transactions at all businesses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, if your social security number is on sale on the dark web, they'll find it. They'll det- if they detect that your information is being used, they send you alert. And if there is a problem, a U.S.-based restoration specialist works to fix it. Get 10% off your first year by using promo code BECK at 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or head to lifelock.com. Lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. We're just 11 days away from the Special Museum here at the studios. You have to come and be a part of it. Go to mercuryone.org. Special tours from myself and Glenn. You have to check it out. According to the FBI, the average loss in burglary is about $2,000 or just above. Now, that can be hard to recover from. Even so, only one in five have home security. And I think it's mainly because the security companies make it so hard to get security. But Simply Safe is different. Their system protects every door, every window, every room with 24-7 professional monitoring. With Simply Safe, there's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print. It's designed to blend right into your home without wires, without drilling. It's easy. 
easy to order. It's easy to set up. You can usually do it in under an hour. And the system has won tons of awards from CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Around the clock monitoring, $15 a month without a contract. If you go to simplysafe.com slash Glenn, you're going to get a free HD security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. So get your free HD security camera now by going to simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Order today, simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the program. So glad that you are here. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Pat Gray uh, from Thank the you. Pat Gray Radio Roundup, which you can hear uh, as a podcast every day, live as he records it. Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, and uh, that's happening on the Blaze every day. Precedes this program. Six to eight Central. Download it as a podcast. Seven to mm-hmm. nine Eastern. What is it, Mountain? Thank you. It's five to seven Mountain. Okay. And uh, I mean, what is four it in, to six. I'm in Hawaii. Pacific. When do I tune in? Tune I think three in the morning. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of Hawaiians Tibet, get up to listen to it live. If uh-huh. I were in Tibet and I was the one with the outlet. Okay. It's going to okay. be uh, three and o'clock I, in the afternoon. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, okay. You don't even Thank have to get up early. Tibet. You bet. Wow. That's great. That's that's where you should Actually, do Actually, Tibet's, show. Uh, it's going to be 315 because they're... They're uh, they're, really yeah, like nine hours and fifteen minutes ahead of us. Fifteen minutes, yeah, yeah. Um, So let me ask you this: Um, Is because God seems to target, um, you know, like trailer parks and things like that Mm. when He, Mm -hmm. you know, throws down a tornado. Um, Is God trying to kill Jeffy? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> there does seem to be a lot of evidence uh, pointing this direction. Man, he, oh. yeah. they really got so hammered. So, Jeffy, I, that- got a, I got an email from him, what, yesterday, I think, that said, uh, hey, really bad uh, storm, you know, and a tornado in our neighborhood, and I lost part of my roof. And I was like, oh, man, you need anything, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, then I never hear from him again. And I stopped thinking about it because <laughs> I've lost part of my roof in, you know, in a storm here in Texas, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they'll have to come and replace some of the shingles. Apparently, that's not no. the kind of I lost part of my roof. He literally had the tornado rip part of his house off of his house. Yeah, where the elements and they were, were pouring inside. in. Yeah, the elements poured into the re- the rooms where they lost the house, and those are all severely damaged. And then a tree fell uh, uh, across his neighbor's driveway, and he lost his fence. Uh, they're living in a hotel. It's not even livable. So, yeah, he, they got hit hard. Well, he, he sent a picture this morning where a board from his fence blew apparently so hard it went through the wall mm. of his bedroom and was just right by his headboard. Again, God sending God, messages to him. You've got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you can actually, from the inside, see the hole that was made by a board coming through the wall. That is like I twister remember, level yeah. Uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember my grandfather talking about, you know, he lived in Nebraska and Iowa, and, and he said, he, we talked about the tornadoes, and he said, I saw hay driven through telephone poles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's an amazing uh, tornadoes are just frightening as heck, and they will do. I mean, we've seen it when we went up to Moore, Oklahoma. You remember that they it, mm-hmm. it like takes a house and just makes it into a mulch. I mean, it's it's an incredible force of nature, uh, and uh, it met its match with uh, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> it 
it could not lift him out of the house, though. That is the good news. It could not lift him. <laughs> His entire family clung to him, and so they were all safe. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's it's amazing. incredible. It's an amazing story. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's did they good. cling to him, or did did he just say, "Hey, take one of my shirts, or you know, pair of my underpants, and use it as a, a safety"? You know, I didn't I didn't get the some sort of details. Tent. I just I just know that because the tornado couldn't lift him, everybody was. Was hanging on okay. to him for dear life. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you share the picture? Because I, I didn't get the picture. I, I, I can't download any pictures up here in the mountains. You know, God forbid that you could actually have communication systems in a place like this. I doubt he has. We a- have a satellite. Mm-hmm. We have a giant satellite mm-hmm. sitting in our front yard. Uh, and, uh, and and yet I can't. I can't. Uh, so we can be on you know, television mm-hmm. and radio, but I can't download a single picture. So That's maybe you should put it on yeah, put I mean, it on television so I can see it. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I can try to do that. I don't know that we have approval, but again, Jeffy's sort of an overture, ah, yeah. so I don't I doubt who care. <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> so what did it I, We have to get him on the air. In fact, why don't we take a quick break and see if we can get him on the air? Do we know where he's staying? I don't, but he's got a cell phone, so it doesn't matter. Okay, so yeah, right. so let's let's call him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I'd like to know where were they when this happened and what did it sound like? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll give them a call here in just a moment. They probably just break. thought, like, yeah, we'll take a quick break. They probably just thought, you know, it was dad's stomach that he was hungry. <laughs> probably. And that was that roar was <laughs> coming down from his house. <laughs> <laughs> that kind uh, of noise. Yeah, something, something like that. All right. Nobody likes to be manipulated, especially when it's done on the Internet. It's creepy when you do a search online and then all of a sudden all the ads and the stories and the companies are trying to sell you something exactly what you're looking for. It's convenient. But remember how creepy that was? Remember when we used to be like, they're reading our email? Yeah, 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 they are. Okay, well, I'm over that now. They're listening to us on on, uh, Amazon. They're listening to us. They're listening to us with Google. No. Yeah, okay, we are, sure. And now we're over it. It's creepy. Stop it. Get a Norton Secure VPN. This is a virtual private network. It encrypts all of your connections, even on public Wi-Fi. So the information that you send and receive is safe from cyber criminals who want to steal your private information and those who are just creepy, you know, and and following you around and and trying to serve everything up to you and, and nudge you into the next sale. Not all VPNs offer a truly private network. Norton Secure does not log your online activity. They do not log your app usage. It is truly a private network. So get a Norton Secure VPN as soon as possible. Get the convenience of the connected world without the worries of online privacy or security. Head to Norton.com slash VPN. That's Norton.com slash VPN. Protection starts at $3.33 a month at Norton.com slash VPN. So Jeffy uh, was not sucked up in a tornado. Uh, but his house was, he was in the house, lucky for him, he has uh, gained all of that weight back and then some. Uh, Wait, what? Welcome, Jeff Fisher. Wait, what? What does that mean? <laughs> well, it means that you had now, enough girth to be, you know, sort of anchored as the tornado blew through your home. <laughs> now, I don't have a picture. I know you sent a picture, uh, but I don't have a picture. I, I don't have it in color. I, di- I was able to download this picture 
of the scene, uh, and you see his family hanging on his belt, yeah. wow. and the tornado with yeah. the house, and even the witch on the bicycle behind him. Wow. Uh, that's so, the scene as, as, as captured by Kodak. Okay. I'm sure that's an authentic picture. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not in color, obviously, because he's in the mountains yeah. and can't download it completely in yeah. color. Yeah, but, right. uh, <laughs> so anyway, how are you, Jeffy? I'm fine. Thank you. Everybody's fine. It was, you know, it's, uh, it was certainly scary at the time. That's for sure. Um, I haven't seen where I bet they it was. actually, I haven't seen where they actually said it was, uh, a tornado, uh, in my area. Uh, it was up and down this entire swath that the storm went and, uh, it was definitely a tornado. I mean, I watched it, uh, out my back door standing in the kitchen with my daughter as the rain went left as it went from going straight down to left and then went back to the right and then went back to the left and between that time wow. my partial well, it sounds like roof Joe Biden. blew off <laughs> yeah yeah and then between that time the roof fell off so he doesn't have any hair so it's absolutely joe biden <laughs> So, so um, Jeffy, I mean, were, were you guys just in the kitchen, or yeah, did I mean, you well, go we were into in a house, safe like, place? No, we were backing up into a safe place. I mean, during the whole time, I mean, it was just like a, that's this is a tornado and it's not good, and then it was over. I mean, that's how if it was a bigger tornado, you know, I mean, more of the house would have been torn up, no question. But I mean, all the fences in the neighborhood is blown up. Uh, tree in the front yard snapped about four feet from the ground that's in but the that, neighbor's front yard but that wind um, could not move you <laughs> no you, you're absolutely correct it did not yeah the room, the yeah. room that i was in is that's fine. important there's no leaking okay. there's nothing there everything is fine and my daughter was saying boy it's good i'm with you right hanging <laughs> on to you right yeah hanging on to yeah. your belt because yeah. it's yeah, like that scene in photo yeah yeah yes yes it's like that scene in uh twister where they're yeah. hanging on to they put a belt around that that <laughs> pipe and they belt just... around the pipe yeah that was good to be yeah. except the it was a bigger pipe yeah it you. <laughs> yeah so what did it sound like jeff it was just uh, it was more i mean uh, i know a lot of people talk about um you know sounding like a train or whatever but it was just loud wind you know i mean it was just uh, you you feel that you hear that loud wind and it's gone in i mean it was not a minute you know i mean maybe it would maybe a minute i mean, not even for the hmm. for the main part of that the wind and the storm was maybe a minute i mean i i guess maybe two it just seemed like it went on and then it was gone then it was just raining and water started to leak through the you know the upper roof upper upper rooms i mean the ceiling has fallen through and one room and the other room is about ready to go. Jeez. Oh man, that is terrible because you had just gone to Best Buy and bought all those really expensive electronics, remember? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and all that new bedroom furniture and all the oh, What happened to that big really expensive piece of art that you just bought? That was blown out, right? Uh, it's gone. <laughs> wow. Wow. Everything everything under the insulation is uh, all brand new electronics. So Wow. Wow. Uh, Jeff, wow. How Jeffy, unfortunate for you. You sent a photo of what appears to be a board sneaking its way almost through your oh, yeah. your head uh while you were sleeping. Um we have yeah, the well. we have this picture. I mean like legitimately you can see a board pushing its way through the edge of the wall from yeah. the outside. I I mean yeah. it looks like the something from Twister. 
Yeah, the behind the uh, behind our side wall of our bedroom is you know obviously just fencing and yard, and you can see where pieces of wood. I'm guessing pieces of fence were slammed up against the side of the bedroom and two or three of the pieces smashed through the wall. One was one came all the way through smashing into the headboard of our bed. I mean, that's what stopped it from coming all the way in. So I, I tell you, Jeffy, and I mean this sincerely. I mean, you've had you had a heart attack uh, earlier this oh, year. Yeah. Uh, now you're now you're going through this. I thought God was probably trying to kill you with a heart attack, but is it just possible that he's just trying to stop you from procreating anymore? It is, it is possible, yeah. It is possible, Glenn. You could be right, right. yes. I could be. Okay, good. It's been a really tough year for you, Jeffy. Sincerely, it's been, a, it's been an awful year for you. Uh, you know, it, it's it's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine, Glenn. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, none of wonderful. us, none of us were worried at all. I hate to give you that no, impression. We weren't. We're just noticing. Did, did I just did I did I misinterpret that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah, no, yeah, that's no. no there's it, no concern here on our part. Okay. Yeah. No, the house is fine. Uh, when they ref- after they fix it and the foundation is fixed, it'll be fine. Uh, there's one big pillar. There's one pillar to the, that goes to the top of the trailer that's completely off. I mean, it's about, about halfway down, and I'm not even sure the house how long the house will be livable for a while. I, I will say, Jeffy, this is one of those moments where you celebrate the joys of renting. Uh, I know. I mean, I know. because Jeffy, because yeah. yeah, I, I, you know, I would rent it for the rest of my life if I could, and I swear, like. <laughs> renting and you have one of these things come down you i mean look you're you've got a situation to deal with to you know with no doubt but not having to go through and deal with all the insurance companies all this other stuff at least you have some of that shielded from you in this particular situation uh, yeah a little bit a little bit there, there's no question about that but i mean you still gotta you still have to go through it and try to you know get the house livable or move again Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the fact that you bought, you just yeah, bought three hundred and twenty that... Apple iPad, uh, iPads, and you know, <laughs> iPhone, flat screen TVs, flat screen TVs, and yeah, you put them all under. It where didn't that water suck was. up all that gold that you that you just purchased, did it? <laughs> But I will Man. say the Liberty Safe did stand tall, so no problem. <laughs> okay. It did it. Did it. Yes, it did. did it. Yes, uh, it did. Now, Jeffy, this yeah. is not Was going it hanging to prevent- on to you as well? That's <laughs> 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 uh, funny. That is, is funny, funny, right? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Now, Jeffy, this is not going not to uh, prevent you from uh, hosting this tour of the museum that we're doing together coming up in only 11 days, right? I can still depend on you for that. Sure. Good, because I won't be able to make it. So if you don't mind taking the lead on it, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I should be back to that. I should be back to, uh, you know, one of the fastest uh, growing podcasts in America, Chewing the Fat, very soon. Take your time. You know, take your time. Don't don't rush. Don't rush to get back. You you sure? Mm -hmm. Any idea how long it's going to take to get the house livable again? I, I really no, no, really, no. I mean, I, I had wow. the electricians were out uh, yesterday, and he was like, eh, "You can turn the AC on." I mean, I would if I lived here, but you probably shouldn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, sincerely, I mean, Jeff, what, we have. What, what, I mean, what? sincerely, we we have extra rooms at our house uh, that are sadly uh, in use, but Pat has plenty of room. Which I told him uh, last night. House. Which I told him, and he's, oh no. Uh, we'd rather be at the Motel 6, thanks. Uh, 
<laughs> or something to that oh, effect. It's sincerely, Jeffy, you know, you you can stay at, at our place. It. I know Pat is sincere about yep, that as absolutely. well. Stu doesn't yeah. want you anywhere oh, near no. his place. Nowhere no, near. I would rather. No, yeah, no, I'm not even offering. I'm not even going to play the game. I'm not offering <laughs> under any circumstance. <laughs> That's good because I'm not going to feed you. Uh, no, we're not going to feed you. No, I mean, oh. you know, I mean, it's I not like we're built gates. Deal. And we, you'd have to bring your own sheets because I don't want you laying on mine. Right. You know, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I have a covered so area on for my carport that you guys could live under for a while. Yeah, you guys complain. are so, so thoughtful. I really appreciate it. Thank you so yeah. much. Oh, that's, yeah. that's it means awesome. a lot. It means a yeah. lot. Yeah. My it's family it. really appreciates it. And it's yeah. so typical, yeah. your luck, for this to happen right after you buy the Picasso. I mean, it's, I it's just right. What are the odds of Thank that? Thank you. What did you pay for and that? There's no record million. of that. Except, <laughs> there's no record of that except for the three of us. But we'll testify on your behalf. Thank you. All right. Thank uh, you thanks very so much, much Jeffy. We're, we're glad that you and the family are safe. Uh, Thank you. These tornadoes, <laughs> you live in an area where you don't have tornadoes, you should uh, be grateful. They are terrifying. They are really, truly terrifying. As is Jeffy. It's a good point. Well, only if he's hungry and you're around and you look marbled. <laughs> Chew in the fat with Jeff Fisher. Search for it on Apple Podcasts. This is the Glenbeck Program. There is, there is a ton to talk about. Uh, Joe Biden and his insanity on the on the road yesterday. That, that oh, you know what? You know what the problem is with uh, the Obamacare Act. Uh, Barack Obama didn't have enough time to explain it. <laughs> that that was the problem. Oh, okay, all right, sure. Uh, also, we have uh, one of the Parkland survivors. Used the N word when he was 16. He's now been uh, he's now been kicked out of Harvard. Uh, are, is this the world we're living in? Is this the world you're comfortable with, Mom and Dad? Uh, also, we started something yesterday where uh, I want to preserve the the books and the movies and everything else that you think tell the American story and preserve them actually in paper or 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 you know. Uh, tangible forms so we're not relying on uh, digital forms of everything what would you begin to save we have brad thor to kind of give us a look at what he's thinking about what's happening in today's world but also a look at the books and and speeches that he thinks we should preserve just in case you know we have a cyber attack or or I, I, I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but you know, maybe we get into some sort of politically correct world where they start to burn books digitally. I'm just saying that that could never happen here. Of course, we go there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. First thing, when you get into your car, if somebody else has driven it, is you adjust your seat. Now, if your chair at work doesn't have at least 10 different ways to adjust it, you're not sitting in an X chair. This thing, you can adjust it so it is as comfortable as any recliner you've ever been in. I literally, I would watch movies in this chair. It is so comfortable. Um, Xchairbeck.com. Go there and, and read all about it. Find out about the X chair. Um, you, there's $100 off right now. You spend more time in your office chair than pretty much anything else. 
what are you doing with an uncomfortable chair? You owe it to yourself, you owe it to your back and to your comfort to call 844-4X-CHAIR. 844-4X-CHAIR, $100 off right now, 100% guarantee. If you don't love it, ship it back. It's not a problem. xchairbeck.com, xchairbeck.com. We welcome a good friend, Brad Thor, back to the program. Hello, Brad. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Long time no talk. It has been a while. I've been writing a new book, so I've been in the bunker. I know. So when, when is the uh, book out? Uh, it's called, my new thriller is called Backlash, and it debuts a week yeah. from today. Week from today. Okay, so we'll have you on to talk about the, uh, the uh, book. It's, it's, it's about Russia, is it not? It is. It is about Russia. It's a real fun thriller, something I've never done before, and uh, a topic I haven't done before, and I think I've come at uh, the book with something nobody has actually ever written before, and I think they're going to love it. Okay, great. Um, let me just, while we're here on Russia, tell me what you think about uh, the, the cyber war uh, between the United States and uh, Russia and what came out in the New York Times. I think this was a good thing that we're doing. I, I think actually, it's a good yeah, no, I agree with you 100 percent. And, you know, what we see is only the tip of the iceberg out there. So this was probably meant to be a very uh, obvious shot across their bow. And they wouldn't do that sure. if there wasn't something in the background that they were concerned about. So we'd say, hey, don't mess with us because this is what's going to happen sort of a thing. So I'm glad that we have the capability and that then that we're, uh, you know, flexing our muscles a little bit just to let the Russians know, don't think about messing with our power grid or anything like that. You're going to be in big trouble. So do you know anything about the the uh, cyber warfare command uh, and oh. how it's just been given all of these new powers that were apparently slipped? In, I love this slipped in on uh, the uh, defense bill, the last defense bill. So I know a little bit about the organization, uh, less about the defense bill. There's, you know, we've been under a state of emergency that's been renewed. You and I have talked about this every single year since 9-11. So there's a lot of powers the government is granting. It's granting itself through this kind of continuing ongoing resolution that it renews every 365 days. So um, my big thing is, you know, Frank Church in the 70s warned us that when the NSA turned its giant listening ears inward, that will have been a Rubicon that we can't cross back mm -hmm. over. And that's what happened after 9-11. We got the, with the Patriot Act and collecting all the metadata and the NSA outgrowing Fort Meade, Maryland and having to build the big server farms in, uh, what is it, south of Salt Lake City in Utah. Uh, anytime the stories are about them spying or surveilling outside the United States, I'm a happy camper. So, Brad, it's been a while since we've really talked. What do you think the State of the Union is? Well, I think we're really toxic, and I think we've become very 
tribal uh, in how we approach our politics. Uh, the, the rise of nationalism has been very concerning to me. I grew up wondering how so much could happen. Good, good and decent German people could be physically and intellectually intimidated into silence in the 1930s, yeah. and bad things could happen yeah. in that country. I'm not saying we've got the rise of Nazism here, but we've got people who are piping up in the public square that never – Ever, we never would have found that socially acceptable as a culture. First Amendment rights, notwithstanding, uh, there's just there's stuff. There are people that are empowered today to spew some absolutely vile stuff, and I think this goes back to us. You know, we used to say, "What will the neighbors think?" And now we don't even know the neighbors' names. And I think it's I think it's a symptom of a symptom of a much deeper sickness. Uh, and by sickness, I mean kind of a wasting away of our culture and our unity as as Americans. We see ourselves in these silos. These subgroups uh, well before we see each other as fellow Americans. And that's, that's not, that's not good for a Republic. So we're, we're, we're not only seeing people say crazy things, but we're, we're at the same time seeing voices silenced. And, and to me, that is just as concerning that the, you know, these, these organizations, they, they can do whatever they want because after all, they're not part of the government. The first amendment applies really to the government. We are seeing a, a, an organization or several organizations that are getting so massive that you could lose freedom of speech and the constitution would have nothing to say about it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of comparisons made to kind of the monopolies uh, of railroads and steel and, and all of those titans of industry. And, and that argument is one that resonates uh, to a certain degree with me. Uh, we see people thrown off of Facebook, thrown off of Twitter, thrown off of YouTube. Uh, we always said in this country that the answer to bad speech is not less speech. It's more speech. It's it's a competition of ideas and, and who's better uh, – uh, whose ideas are better. It, it concerns me that some people, again, this siloing, I am concerned that we have people who are only getting their news from Facebook. And I don't care if you're left, right, or center. That's not a good idea to gather all your news from right. Facebook, regardless of what your right. politics are. We've become lazy. We've become spiritually lazy. We've become civically lazy, and we've become intellectually lazy in this country. We have it better. Jonah Goldberg's book, Suicide of the West, was so fantastic because he said, we're at the top of the mountain. And if we're not careful, if you lean too far forward, too far back, too far left, too far right, you fall off the top of the mountain. This is the best point in the history of the world to be alive, and we're in the greatest country uh, to be alive in. But if we aren't careful, we are going to lose it. And so this laziness across those those areas that I just explained really does concern me because we are not fighting enough for free speech. Glenn, I put uh, I put a self-destruct program on my Twitter account. My tweets don't last more than two weeks now because I don't want somebody bringing up a great joke I made after a back and forth with Pat or Stu on Twitter and dragging it up from, from five years ago and saying, hey, wait a second, this sounds terrible. Well, in the context, to five years ago, it was really funny because I'd been on the show with, with Glenn and we had joked about this and I made the joke on Twitter afterwards. That kind of stuff really, as an author, someone who makes his living by expressing himself and with words, it freaks the hell out of me. So yesterday, um, I've been feeling this for a while, um, that you know, we're living in a digital age and when you look at, like, the, for instance, the movies you buy, 
you don't actually buy them. You're still renting them. You're leasing them from Apple or anybody else because they only they don't own the rights. They lease the rights. And so when Disney comes out with their own platform, most likely Disney's going to say, "Okay, you can um you can only get our movies from our platform." So if you bought all those Disney movies digitally, when that when that license expires with Disney, if Disney decides not to uh continue the license with Apple, you lose all of that. And and it it is amazing to me how we could silence somebody um, who has a lifetime of work and all of their work could be gone almost overnight. You could take back all of the books unless they're in print. You could take back all of the books. You could take back all of their videos. They're gone. You could silence their voice and put them behind a wall. Do, do you? Does this concern you at all or is this just me being... Too paranoid. No, no listen, I, I agree 100%. It's a push-pull, right? Remember when U2 had that album and everybody was forced to receive the album? Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a yes. two-way street, so you can be stuff can be pushed on you and it can be removed. You can have the version on your Kindle of a book replaced with an edited version. So you, without your permission, they can they can do something like that via not just Kindle, but any e-platform e at all. So when you're dealing with digital, listen, the smartest thing my wife ever did was she went out and bought all uh, Mel Brooks's movies on DVD because we didn't hmm. want to lose them. Uh, you know, there's there's movies that are that are that I think are very funny that Mel Brooks did that if you tried to do them today you'd never be able to get them done. In fact, uh, oh, yeah. you know, they're, Mel Brooks would be the public pillory; he'd be dragged to it. So yes, that is a concern. The more we are reliant on uh, digital, this is precisely why I don't do online banking. I don't like the idea of uh, somebody being able and yeah, you have to give your permission to pay bills and all this kind of stuff. I still do paper checks. It's just the way I am. I I, I just don't like surrendering everything to uh, to digital. I think it's I think it comes with a lot of risk. And you couple that with the story you opened up this segment uh, with about the article in the New York Times about us, uh, you know, flexing our muscles with Russia in cyberspace with threatening their grid system. This is pretty serious. And the more reliant we are on digital, the the uh, more susceptible we are to to great havoc. And I don't think that Russia is the the I think they will be uh, deterred with mutually assured destruction. But places like Iran uh, and, and North Korea, they will not be deterred by mutually assured destruction. Do you agree with that? Correct. They they won't, and you also need to keep in mind with Russia that they've got a very uh, uh, a very active propaganda outlet, Russia Today, where yeah. they are pushing stories about five G causing cancer because the U S is so far behind in that technology, and Russia is trying to to rush their own version of it ahead. So so there's a lot happening with Russia beyond just what they could do. Uh, electronically, from from kind of a cyber warfare standpoint, they're also running a very well, active cyber warfare propaganda campaign. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but all of the stuff that has come out recently about um, uh, deep fakes, it's all coming mm -hmm. from the Samsung Center in Moscow, uh, and that that concerns me that you know the the Samsung Center in Moscow is the one leading the way on this. 
because you know that the Russians will will use that. Um, all right, back with Brad Thor here in just a second. I want to get his list of things that he thinks we should preserve, books that thinks he we should have in paper form. What I'm doing is I'm putting a whole list together, and I ask for your help. Go to glennbeck.com slash save books uh, and uh, give me the list of, of what you think is important culturally, is important to show the progress and the bad side of America. What would you want if you needed a library that said, this is what the West was, this is how it worked, and uh, this is its faults, this is how you would restart it. Go to glenbeck.com slash save books. All right, our sponsor this half hour is Simply Safe. The whole reason to have a security system for your home is to keep the bad guys out and your family's valuables safe, right? Well, Simply Safe has made a tremendous breakthrough with their video monitoring. When Simply Safe, when the alarm trips, and the homeowner has an HD camera. They alert your local police who respond now three and a half times faster because you're monitored. And usually when your alarm goes off, it, it just goes to the bottom of the 911 calls because they think this is just an alarm system that has you know, been tripped by mistake. But if you have the HD security camera, you can actually check and say, yes, somebody is in the house. And so you get pushed to the top of the 911 call. This is, no one else does this. This is totally unique. It's simplysafebeck.com. They have a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD security camera when you order. It's free. It's a $100 value, so go to simplysafebeck.com. Get the free HD security camera at simplysafebeck.com. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID. All right, we are back with uh, Brad Thor. So <clears throat> yesterday, uh, we asked people, and we got a lot of responses online. Uh, just go to glenbeck.com slash save books. Um, we got a, a lot of things, a lot of repeats. Animal Farm, Fahrenheit uh, 451, uh, The Bible of Mice and Men, Grapes of Wrath, uh, Brave New World. A lot of Calvin and Hobbes, uh, believe it or not. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. Um, but, uh, I wanted to get Brad Thoron because I wanted to get his list. And then I want to ask him, a uh, another question about books we should preserve, but first let's get your, your list, Brad. All right. So my list, uh, I kind of have it broken into groups. Uh, it would be the Bible, uh, the Summa Theological by St. Thomas Aquinas, the Federalist mm. Papers complete with the founding documents, the Constitution Declaration of Independence, the Road to Serfdom. The Gulag mm -hmm. Archipelago and Cinderella mm -hmm. Story: My Life in Golf by Bill Murray. <laughs> I uh, huh. The Bill Murray one took me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so Brad, I, I think actually it's important to preserve culture as well, um, both good and bad, to show you know where where we were as a people. Um, Brad, I I was thinking about on my list putting. Perhaps you or Tom Clancy or some Vince Flynn um, onto my list because you are not only part of the culture, 
but you have there's so much truth in the books that you guys write it it has to make sense and it has to be based in fact otherwise you guys couldn't sell a book um well, if it, if you were going to preserve the phrase oh, you you called it faction glenn you said you know you don't know mm-hmm. where the facts end and the fiction begins that's that's your phrase right. i mean i've i've done thrillers about the federal reserve about the threat of too much technology i mean with each book i do my job is to give people a white knuckle thrill ride a fun you know take it to the beach take it to the lake kind of book but when you close it you're smarter about the threats the country faces and what your role is as a citizen so i mean i'm thrilled that you would you put me in that group with with Vince and with Clancy, but I, I think that's probably not a bad idea if you want to get a, a a current snapshot of the threats the country faces. Well, I I, I did include um, Michael Crichton's "Some of All Fears." I think that's isn't that it? "Some of All Fears" about um, the um, climate of fear, I believe uh, it is. global warming. What is it? Climate Stu? of fear. Climate of fear. Mm-hmm. Climate of fear. Climate of fear. Some of that's all fears was climate of fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Climate of Fear, which was uh, fantastic on its truth, it's it's it tells the story of what's happening with global warming. He started to write it as a pro global warming thing. He got into the facts and he realized this is hogwash. So he wrote it all. And then the last part of the book is all about here are the facts. Here's everything that I said in this book. It is happening right now. And I think that's a really important thing, especially when it comes to uh, the, uh, global warming. Listen, there's a reason they come for the academics, uh, the journalists and the authors first, right? When they want to silence truth. Those tend to be the, the three groups of people whose job it is is to get the, the word out there. We can, we can talk about journalism today and whether they're really living up to that standard. But... I, I think that if you really want to see what's happening in a in a society at any given point in time, look at what's being written. Look at the written word. If you had to save one Clancy book and one Thor book, what would it be? Uh, if you had to save one Clancy book and one Thor book, uh, I, I think the Hunt for to Red really October is always going to be the best. You. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that we, we're not learning anything about the Soviet era anymore, and it would be it's culturally important and important globally as well to remember that and to remember what the Cold War felt like. How about a Thor book? Well, so if I had to pick a Thor book, um, I'd probably considering everything that we're going under, uh, we're dealing with right now, it would be my book Blacklist. Blacklist. Blacklist, which had to do with total surveillance of the population. What you and I talked about earlier, the warning from Frank Church in the 70s that if the NSA ever turned its giant listening ears inward on the U.S., we would have crossed the Rubicon. And I actually opened Blacklist, my thriller Blacklist, with Frank Church, uh, with a direct quote from him on the Today Show, talking about his hearings and what he learned about the NSA. That was one of my favorite books of yours, uh, and I can't wait to read uh, Backlash. It comes out, Backlash comes out next week, next Tuesday. Brad, I'm sure we'll talk to you again, uh, hopefully next week when that book comes out. You can order it now in advance, Brad Thor and Backlash. Back in a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, we're taking a cruise next uh uh, next spring, and it is going to be—it's going to be great. A cruise through history. Next spring, we're going to start in the Mediterranean. We're going to Venice, then we're going to Croatia, Greece, and Israel. You are going to be guided every step of the way. Uh, you're you're going to have David Barton there, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, who is 
unbelievable. You will learn more just if you just had dinner with him and just casual conversation. I guarantee you will learn more than sitting with any other human being you've ever sat with. Um, but he's going to put the Holy Land into perspective. Uh, Stu is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Bill O'Reilly is going to be there as well. It's an all-inclusive trip, including all airfare, all gratuities. You never have to take out your wallet. So get on board before it sells out. It's our cruise through history. You can do it now at ComeSailAway.com. That's ComeSailAway.com. Again, it's all-inclusive. Please check it out and get on board now. ComeSailAway.com. And we'll see you in the Mediterranean next spring. We were talking about something that you need to preserve. How about the Second Amendment? We we have part two of our Second Amendment special. What is the truth about it on Blaze TV tonight? Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. So we have uh, the conservative Parkland uh, shooter survivor uh, who was accepted to go up to Yale or to Harvard, and everything was going fine until uh, they found some racial slurs made several years ago in high school in a Google Doc and text messages. And so, what happens? You got to kick him out. So he's now been he. This is. Can you imagine if if this were the the liberal one of the the kids that were. Uh, you know, standing up in in Parkland against guns. If if they had said something crazy online when they were 16 years old, and uh, a conservative university, I know, it's not going to happen because even the conservative universities, so few of them are actually conservative anymore. But uh, and they decided they're not going to do it, and they use this excuse of, "Well, you said this at 16." First of all, is this the standard that we want for our children? That you can't say anything at 16 and not have it follow you. Uh, this is just the prediction of the head of Google, uh, uh, Schmidt, when he was on this program and, and said and verified that it would be, you know, 10 years away. He said the kids that are kids now, this is about 2011, Stu. The kids who are kids now or are growing up and are online, by the time they get into their mid-20s, they're not going to be able to survive the, the, the burden of what they have online. And they're going to have to change their names. Yeah, we're seeing it. We're in already effect. there. Yeah, we're seeing an effect right here. I mean, I, you know, it's amazing. Obviously, what he said was really, really bad. And he said it's really, really bad. bad. Um, and, you yeah. know, I don't think he was he's saying that. And this is, I think this is probably true just judging by like the the context of his comments but it was it seems like he's making the point of like i was just trying to be as offensive as possible it's like i wasn't i'm not wasn't trying to be a racist i was trying to just be offensive which is again like this goes back to this trolling culture that we have where everyone says things they don't mean to be offensive at least that's what they claim and it's such a a strange thing to do uh, but the idea that there's no racists at harvard is ridiculous i mean not to mention, you have a bunch of students, of course, that all of them, if you went back through their history, you would find things that were objectionable. Maybe not to this level, but some of them you certainly would. And secondarily, this is a college that's currently being sued for racism in a massive lawsuit in which they are completely guilty of, of, of uh, prejudice against Asian Americans and keeping them out of Harvard because 
Uh, apparently, uh, Asian Americans don't have enough of a personality for Harvard, not to mention that they're, they just score a little too high for those white students, so they shouldn't be rewarded. Uh, that is like, I mean, the idea that Harvard can talk to us about what is a racism and what is not is a, is a pretty, pretty big leap for me at this point. So I have to tell you, if you read this and you were an adult, you would say this is clearly racism. If you understand a 15-year-old kid, a 15-year-old boy online with, with no stops, all the stops pulled out, this is exactly what this is. This is not racism. This is a kid who is just trying to be offensive. Are you trying to be a jerk? And look, he succeeded. And yeah. every one of our, as a parent, it's a great time to remind your kids that the things that they type onto that little internet are things that people will eventually pull out and use against you. So maybe maybe trying to be the biggest jerk possible is not uh, the appropriate way to handle your life. But I mean, like, I don't think you're going to so, say, you're not gonna, I, don't, I don't think there's any evidence to see, like, uh, you know, there's no white paper written by this kid, uh, you know, like that looks like Richard Spencer. Right, like this just seems like a, right, I guess right. using this what is, is the most like we all know what's the most offensive two words one begins yes. with an N one begins with a C, and so you know what when you're a right. teenager a lot of these people use this this type of language it doesn't excuse it it's absolutely horrific as he is pointing out himself, uh, but the idea that you get thrown out for these things is is amazing because you could go through. Every single kid who go, who was going to Harvard and finds something that would not show very well on the public stage. When you're 16 mm-hmm. years old, you're supposed to be able to make horrific mistakes and, I mean, to the point of commit crimes and not be held responsible for them like you are in regular life. And the idea that we're going to now apply these standards to kids Look, in, in high school is, is 15, just a dangerous standard. 15 years old, you are a rebel. You think that you're invincible. You think that the rules don't apply to you. And I mean the rules of life and death. You think you'll live forever. You can do anything. You know, you go back. I was reading some uh, some stories from the veterans of World War II and D-Day. And they said, you know, look, I was 20. None of us thought we were going to die. I mean, we knew it was a possibility. But, you know, you're invincible when you're 20. So, if you're like me with my son, my son has a, a wicked, wicked sense of humor. He is really, really funny. Uh, and he is, uh, he's just very well read. I mean, he was, he was reading novels, literally novels when he was seven. Mm. Um, and so he's just, he's just funny and he has a very odd sense of humor and a dark sense of humor because that runs in the family. And I've been trying to tell him, son, you cannot say these things. These are funny in the family, but you say this, you put this online, you you type this to somebody, and that's going to come up and, and haunt you forever. And he's not saying stuff like this. No. But anything that you say, anything that you say, that is not the way moms and dads, left and right, is this what you want for your sons and daughters? Do you want your sons and daughters, when they make a mistake, there's a reason why we have juvie, and we don't put 15-year-olds in prison. There's a reason why, if you, even if you've killed someone, chances are you're not going to serve a life sentence. 
chances are you're going to get off because you were a young kid or not get off, but spend less time because you were a young kid. We're going to get a, reject all of those rules now. Now it's just whatever you did, whenever, however old you were, we're holding you responsible for the rest of your life. Yeah, uh, it's just a that terrible standard. That doesn't seem smart. And like, you know, honestly, if it was the other way, and like, let's say David Hogg, the, another activist from this uh, shooting who's against uh, the Second Amendment, if he were to come out and, and, and these sorts of comments were to come out about him, and he said all sorts of really bad things publicly about figures. I mean, he's accused people of all sorts of murderous, awful things in public. Mm-hmm. God only knows what he mm-hmm. was saying when he had no responsibility on his mind. Mm-hmm. If these comments came out and they were his, it, we, you'd have to defend him the same way. I mean, look, I, these are awful, awful things. And every parent should be making sure that their kids understand there's more of a consequence than just be like being a wise ass. It leads you to things that that is you know that are are terrible and but like you defend wouldn't you glenn defend david hogg if if comments like this came out yes from david hogg it you know yes hogg got into wasn't it harvard it was one of these uh, ivy league schools i think it was harvard Mm -hmm. as well when he didn't really qualify for it and here's kyle kashev who does qualify for it and then gets thrown out because someone dredges up something terrible from his past it you know, it, I, I, I don't think the standards would be the same if it was a left-wing no, activist at all. They wouldn't be. But I would treat it the same. I mean, I, you know, you okay, can't so hold the kid to that standard, I don't think. So here is the, here's the uh, problem. And you'll understand as you start to have teenagers. Um, teenagers just don't listen to their mom and dad. No. <laughs> they don't. They just don't. They think that their mom and dad. I get it from my son all the time. I mean, you've. You know what we've lived through mm-hmm. in in our family. You know the problems we've had. Mm-hmm. I've had times in my life where we've had to have an iPad next to the refrigerator that was just scrolling faces of pursuers, people that were trying to kill the family or hurt the family. And we would have this thing that it would just scroll and it it would just you know have a red mark if you see this person you know, immediately do this. And so they were scrolling at in our kitchen all the time so the kids would know. Now, that's real. My kids say, oh, Dad, you know, it's not like that, you know, blah, 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 blah. My kids have sat down with the FBI. What chance does a, does a kid who's not being raised where they have access to the FBI and the FBI sits in the living room and go, look, you have to take this seriously. Right. Um, what, what chance does the average mom and dad have? Because they just think, oh, mom, dad, you just don't understand today's world. You don't understand it. It's not like it was when you were a kid. And you're like, yes, I know that. <laughs> but I also know what's coming and it's not good for you if you don't change your behavior. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, at least look, online, it's what uh, Jonah Goldberg says, which is the the characteristic most closely associated with stupidity is youth, and it's true because <laughs> you, you grow up and you don't even know how to. You're born, you don't even know how to talk, right? And it gets it gets slightly better, but it takes a while before you're you're not a moron. And you think the problem is as a teenager, you think you're very smart, and you're usually not. So the the issue here is. This is why, as a society of supposedly smart people with wisdom, we've applied a certain amount of immunity to this class of citizen, right? We've said yes. teenagers get 
teenagers and younger are going to be able to get clearance. You know, if your kid goes in when they're three years old and takes a pee in the middle of a restaurant, it's going to be treated differently than if you happen to be 43 and attempt this. And, I, you know, (laughs) that is something that I thought we all kind of agreed on. But, I mean, this is happening more and more. There was a guy who was drafted into the NFL this past uh, this past draft, I think it was this past draft, and they found similar types of comments, like wise ass racist sort of stuff. That like, there's no evidence of a you know long term white supremacist you know uh, ideology. Right. There was just like, I'm a jerk, and I'm going to say the thing that I know that is going to piss off my parents more than any other thing. Right. And like that is a very standard thing that teenagers do. It's an awful thing. It's something you get cured of when the days go by. And that's why we give these immunities to teenagers. Typically, we're now like stepping in and saying, you know what? Uh, I I can't remember the bad things I said, whatever those were. So I'm going to apply these standards to these kids because it's going to make me feel better about myself. We're going to victimize and target teenagers to give ourselves this air of superiority, which, by the I way, you should already have it as an adult, right? It's like it's just right. it's, it's really a despicable I, trend. I don't think that that is actually what's happening. I don't think that the people who are doing this um think about it as oh i'm i'm gonna they think of it as this is horrible and this kid is horrible Mm. if this kid was david brog uh, right Mm -hmm. david hogg Mm -hmm. Uh, david brog his friend david hogg if this guy was david hogg they would not be doing this and they would be sticking up and they'd be saying the same thing that we're saying now Mm -hmm. unfortunately too many of us on the right would be saying the same thing uh that they're saying now about this situation if it were david hogg we have to be consistent and they're not so they're not thinking about oh i accept this and this is just wrong and i'm going to feel better about myself they're like this guy is a bad kid get him because he disagrees with their ideology and i think that's that's really where we are as a society it's just there's good people and bad people and it's all based on ideology and so no matter what you do We'll find a reason to make you guilty of something. We'll find it. And even if we're doing it currently, it doesn't matter with us because we're furthering social warrior, social justice warriors. We're we're carrying that banner up the hill. So we're dismissed from all of this. But this kid, no, you don't want this kid in Harvard. I'll tell you that right now because he's already got some really screwed up ideology. And I knew it. I knew it. People like that, they're just racist. Somebody else who's who might perhaps actually be racist, as long as they're a social justice warrior, they are absolutely fine with that crowd. Mm-hmm. Back in a minute. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, so I have good news and bad news, and then I have a fix for you. Uh, the uh, The Fed has signaled that they're dropping interest rates again, uh, and this is great news. If you have a variable mortgage or you're looking to buy a new home, the reason why the Fed is reducing rates, however, is because although the economy is doing great, they see signs of slowing. And they see signs of trouble on the horizon. And so they have, you know, no other option than to keep the economy growing. So good news is 
great time to buy a house, great time to get a loan, um, a great time to change your adjustable mortgage. Bad news is it's a great time now because things on the horizon look a little dicey, according to the Fed. So what do you do about it? You get the right loan for you. Do not go out and just heap a lot of debt onto yourself and don't get a crazy mortgage. Don't listen to the people who are just selling you anything because they make more money by selling it. You go to AmericanFinancing.net. You can get your adjustable uh, rate changed to a fixed mortgage and save a buttload of money. You can do a, cons- uh, a, 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 a consolidation loan where you take all of your credit card debt and you put it into that under a low interest rate. You can get a new home with a low interest rate and real small payments. You can do all of these things with a 10-minute phone call to AmericanFinancing.net. They work for you, not the bank. AmericanFinancing.net. Call 800-906-2440. takes 10 minutes to start this. It's 800-906-2440. Or find out more at AmericanFinancing.net. I can't believe that we've waited this long to tell you uh, the truth about one of the most important uh, research findings, I think, in my lifetime. Men with dad bods are more attractive to women than guys with rock-hard abs. Yep. Just want to point that out. Mm -hmm. You're a little bit overweight. You're a little bit, you know, you got the little pouch there in the front. It's You're apparently, once again, part of the in-group. Yes. All I have to do now yes. is lose 30, 40 pounds to get to dad bod level. And <laughs> to get to that oh, level. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am sad, man. Yeah, it's good. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. The border is absolutely on fire. And when is somebody going to do something about it? We'll talk about that and what it means to our economy what it means to our culture, what it means to the Electoral College. Coming up in in just a second. Also, a disaster like we've never seen before. This is from one of the leading farm spokesmen on corn. Most, if not, I think it's 80% of the corn that we consume has yet to be planted this year. They're saying this is going to be the worst disaster for farmers in our nation's history if anything else goes wrong this summer. We'll talk about that and the things I've learned just by spending a couple of weeks up here at the farm. It is insane. Why anyone would be a farmer is it's nuts. All that and so much more in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, the guy who takes care of our uh, ranch and the farm, we've we've partnered with a guy here in town who's had a farm forever, and and uh, so he kind of oversees everything for us. And this guy is I don't know a little older than I am. He's such such a great guy, um, and he never complains, never complains. And I don't know how this guy is not in horrible pain or in a mental institution <laughs> because well I'll I'll explain here in a second. The day, just one day in a farmer's life, and you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I see why people don't just move away. They run away from this because it's crazy. And it's why I think we have changed as a people. But anyway, if you're in pain, 
There's one thing you can do, and that is relieve the inflammation in your body. If you can control the inflammation, a lot of our pain just goes away, or at least is under dramatic control. Uh, and relief factor is the way that I have found uh, that really helps me. Relief factor. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work for you, stop taking it. Ninety. Per- I'm sorry. Seventy percent of the people who take this. They go on to take it month after month after month because it works. So please, just give it a try. Get out of pain. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. Welcome to the program. I just I want to say thank you to our nation's farmers. Our nation's farmers right now are going through one hell of a time. Uh, and I don't think as, as you sit down at your dinner table tonight, talk to your family. This this food did not come from a grocery store. You know, meat is not it doesn't come in a styrofoam little package. Meat comes from a cow and a cow has to be raised and has to be fed what are they what are they fed we just don't understand the circle of life we no longer even think about it and these farmers i mean if it wasn't for modern technology uh, there is there's no way you could get me even around a farm modern technology i don't know how my grandfather did it just this this season yesterday is a good example this is yesterday last week um we were struggling with rain we had snow on the ground here okay we're supposed to be growing crops we had snow one day on the ground in the morning um and and this comes from huge rain now in years past we were in a drought now we've got more rain on record than i think ever has fallen and farmers are going through this all across the midwest and in the west so you can't grow a crop if there's too much rain. You can't grow a crop if there's not enough rain. You can't grow a crop if it's cloudy all the time. You can't grow a, a crop if there is no sun or if there's too much sun. You can't cut a crop if it's going to rain. You cannot not cut a crop because of the rain. It's it's insane. There's like this little teeny window of like right now. So we cut our crops uh what Tuesday no was it Tuesday? I don't know, or sometime last week. And we were going to bail yesterday. Well, it rained yesterday. So now down at the farm, we're worried about the rain. You can't you can't pick up the hay and it's not been hot enough to really, you know, just dry it out. You can't really pick it up. You can't let it sit there and rot on the ground. So yesterday, we're worried with this. We had a pump, a neighbor's pump, uh, go out. And it was pumping somehow or another. It was, it was letting all of this excess water run down this, this uh, drainage ditch. And it 
filtered its way into our pump. So our pump was like four feet underwater. So our pump didn't work. So now that it stopped raining, we've got to get that pump back. We had to ship it up to a, a town. We had to get all the neighbors together and, 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 and undo it and put it on the back of a truck and send it up to somebody to fix and then get it back yesterday. So we were, we were putting this pump back into line yesterday. It's raining on the crop. And then I was picking up some lumber and using uh, one of the, the newer trucks. It's, some would say it's brand new. Uh, and um, it was driving weird uh, for, you know, about an hour or so. But no lights were going on. Nothing. It wasn't telling me anything. It wasn't like check engine. I'm like, hey, it should say check engine. Uh, but it was just driving funny. And then it started to make a noise. Uh, and I don't know anything about trucks or noises or anything. I just know this is bad. And so I'm about two miles out uh, from the house. And um, there's just a big white puff of smoke that comes out the back. And uh, it, won't, it, won't, it won't move. Now, luckily, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of the road on a hill with a trailer full of wood so i'm not a a hazard at all right around this corner where people are usually going 45 miles an hour uh so so i call the guy who you know is the is the ranch guy and i said um hey you know the new truck he's like yes i i was just picked up and 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 brought 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 home uh by somebody and and uh and he thought it 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 might have uh Something with blowing a piston or something like that. He's like, dear God, what? And I'm like, I, I don't, I, something like that. I, I, I don't know. Piston is a part of an engine, right? I, I think that's a little thing that just goes up and, and he was like, I'll, I'll be there in a second. I said, well, um, how's the, how's the pump going? And he said, we're right in the middle of putting the pump, pump in. And I'm like, okay, well, well, you don't have to hurry. I mean, I could just, I just stand around the corner and make sure that you know nobody's gonna to slam into the truck or the you know the big trailer of of, of wood he's like oh dear god i'll be right there and i thought to myself i had a real self-examination yesterday i am worthless as a human being i am absolute when it comes to work worthless yesterday i was moving all this wood and uh and you know we have a couple of uh big tractors up here uh and uh so i was i was i was i was um well i'm glad nobody was here to see me you know let's just say that uh you know the, when you when you have i don't even know what it's called we have a big uh, c- uh c- c- is it a kaboto kaboda kabuda what is it yeah, it's a backhoe, but it's a giant one. It's like a, you know, it's a big one. And uh and so I'm, you know, you know, I've seen I've 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 watched YouTube. I've seen them flip coins and open bottle caps before with those things, and it can't be that hard. Yeah, it really is. You're just sitting there and and it uh it's not easy. It's not easy. So, uh just hats off to everyone who actually has a job because I've realized I don't really have a job. I don't have a job. I just sit and yap. And uh, it's a sweet gig if you can get it. More people should try. And more people should not go into farming. So I just want to throw that out there. It really is one of those God things bless. that's overstated. I think we kind of 
look back and we're like, oh, well, the the American farmers, these guys are, are feeding the world. And, and of course, that's all true. But that doesn't mean you want to be involved in it other than the eating part. The eating part is the primary part you yeah. want to get yourself worked into. And uh, that's that's why capitalism is so great. It's why the free market and specialization are so great. I mean, as long as uh, we don't actually get into the Glenn Beck doomsday situation, everything should be fine. So that's the only reason why I have these cattle. But I have to tell you, the cattle are turning me off, too, on on on, on eating because because uh, there's a lot of poop involved. There's a lot of poop involved mm. in a cow's life. And, uh, you know, we have this one a horny bull um, who is uh, just doing his mating call all the time. I need to get him a blow up cow. I really do. I think it just because the, the women in the pack, the cows are like, oh, dear God, he wants it again. What? Uh, she's so I need to get a blow up cow. If anybody knows, I mean, I don't know if you get that at farmer.com or where, but we should have a blow up cow for this, this bull. Um, but, uh, so I've been, you know, you know, around them a lot, uh, lately. And, you know, maybe the reason why he's, he's, he's not getting, uh, you know, his fill of whatever it is he needs is because he's got cow crap all over the back of him. And I'm like, dude, that does not attract the ladies. Okay, it's just not it's I know it's your thing, but maybe you should wipe a little bit. Maybe maybe there maybe you shouldn't sit or lay in cow pies because I don't think that's a turn on to the ladies. Not that not that I think you even care. I mean, it's not like, you know, oh man, I was really close, but uh, I only got to first base with her. She was a little I mean, I don't think they. anyway, I, this is this is going off the rails. So we should probably <laughs> it does seem so. like there's a little bit of a. uh uh, a disconnect there between because I mean really people are so specific about what they eat and when they think about I mean when you're actually in the middle of it there's like there's two parts of it it's like one you have that like you are in where 95% of the nation is which is just in complete bliss of ignorance right like you don't you're not thinking about where the food's coming from you're not thinking about the fact that that food probably went poop a little while ago the other side of it is you are a farmer <laughs> you try not to and it's so natural to you. You've been around it for so long that it doesn't bother you at all. And you're in that odd middle range because in reality, you're just a normal schlub like everybody else. But a couple weeks a year, you're forced into the farmer world. And I, I don't know how you come back alive. I don't know how you. <laughs> that's well, tough. I mean, as long as you don't shake the hand of a vet, you're fine. When they're doing, you know, it sounds like. I don't know. It doesn't sound like what it is when they say, hey, uh, this week, why don't you come down? We're doing preg pregnancy checks. Oh, OK. Mm -mm. We're going to see the little mm -mm. see a little uh, you know, which ones. are. No, what you have to do is you uh, you stick your hand and your whole arm to your shoulder mm -mm. into the mm -mm. rear end of a cow. And then you kind of feel around to see if you feel anything with a hoof. And you're like, yep, I found a hoof. So he's either a cannibal cow or pregnant. <laughs> One of the two. I'm not sure, but there's a hoof in there. I mean, it's... I think you just wait. Uh, it just, just constantly have some blue and pink cow presence uh, on hand, and then whenever the thing gets born, <laughs> <laughs> just throw them... I mean, you might want to do yellow, so it's kind of in neutral, and then just kind so of... So a neighbor friend... Mm -hmm. A neighbor friend of mine, because uh, I really want buffalo, and I only want buffalo because they look cool. I just love the look of buffalo. I don't want to eat them. I don't want to I don't want to tend them or anything. I just I just like to see them from time to time. So if there's like buffalo rentals, 
you know, two weeks a year, I could just rent some buffalo to walk around in front of my, my I'd be fine with that. <laughs> but uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, or uh, actually a, a friend of, of the ranch, because uh, I, I don't actually know him myself, um, but he decided he was going to take on uh, buffalo. And um, uh, he apparently didn't uh, do the reading. Buffalo don't like humans helping them. And so I guess the deal with Buffalo is you just leave them alone. Uh, but he was in, and that to me, that's, that's the selling point of Buffalo. That's like, yes, okay. Uh, I don't have to right. do anything mm -hmm. with them. Uh, and he apparently was trying to, trying to help them, you know, with birthing and stuff that you would do with cows. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 and that doesn't go well with Buffalo. Um, and so hmm. now the guy who runs the ranch, you know, for the 50 weeks out of the year, not the two weeks while I'm here, uh, he's dead set against Buffalo. And I'm like, Hey, who's running this joint? And then he just looked at me and I said, okay, that's a, a, a bad question. That's a bad question. <laughs> Can we rent Buffalo? Can I believe these people them? actually put up with you? I mean, I <laughs> oh, no, they don't. Oh, they don't. They don't. And it's, it's so bad because we, we're a weird family. We are a weird family. And like yesterday, for some reason, or two days ago, uh, somebody came in, uh, you know, to the house and they were like, is there a reason you all are speaking with Russian accents? <laughs> and we didn't realize, but we, I mean, we started it in the morning. And so we were like, um, you know, little boy, come here, little boy. And we were doing we were doing Russian accents all day, and all of us were doing it without even thinking of it. And uh, so they think that we're insane. And um, and I think a good case could be <laughs> I think a very good case could be made for that. I didn't even get to the corn. There's a real problem. There's a real problem. If you like corn, uh, you know, or you're a cow and you're listening, you're like, I like corn. Uh, there might be a problem for you uh, coming up in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Goldline. With unprecedented market uncertainty, now is the time to consider rebalancing your portfolio, ensuring you have adequate insurance with precious metals as a responsible strategy. Now, here's the thing. Um, the, the markets are more spooked. They are the investors, the big investors are more bearish than they have been since 2008. That's saying something. The Fed is dropping interest rates uh, this month. That's saying something. Something wicked this way comes. And we all know it's going to come eventually, but don't be sitting there like we were in 2008. Please look at your investments right now. Please look at, look at the price of gold. As people become more bearish, the price of gold goes up. Gold is an insurance policy. You can look at it as an investment, but I don't. I look at it as an insurance policy against a world gone insane. When things melt down, and they always do, will you have something left? Will you have something that you bought maybe even for $1,000 that has grown while everything else has gone to hell? Please look in and do your own homework on this. Read their important risk information. Don't buy it because I said it or some guy on radio or television said it. Do your own homework. You're, you're smart enough to figure out the insurance aspect of, of gold and Goldline. Call Goldline today, 866-GOLDLINE. Find out what's new. Discuss how to purchase gold or silver with new IRA options and their secured storage facility, their portal for online trading. You can find out how much your portfolio is worth. 
Goldline. Goldline. 50 years old, but their financial technology is state-of-the-art. Call Goldline now. They're waiting for your call at 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So it turns out it was a fuel pump and uh, not a piston, which I was surprised to find out both of those parts of cars now. You know, there's nothing you could do. I actually I actually looked for the hood release on this truck. I, I couldn't find it. You, but I looked. You couldn't even I open looked the for the hood, hood release. And as I'm yeah, as I was looking for it and I couldn't find it, I'm like, what the hell am I looking for? What am I going to do? Just look into the engine and go like, huh, there it is. Looks like an engine. And it's not moving yeah, I, or it, making a sound of any kind. I feel like it gives you the plausible credibility to say, ah, you know what? It was I was going to fix this, but there's one thing I don't, one tool I don't have. So I'm going to have to close this hood yeah. back up. Yeah, that tool is a mechanic. <laughs> so I just didn't have that with me. Otherwise, I would have fixed this damn thing. I, you know, I, I actually, to try to make myself feel better, as I'm looking for the, and cars are going by, and I realize they know who I am because it was on my street, okay, and my truck is marked with the, with the ranch logo, and so I know they know who I am, and they're all people who, you know, and they're all stopping. Hey, do you need any help? I'm like, no, can you guys stop being so polite because I'm really embarrassed right now. I'm very embarrassed, <laughs> and you're making it worse by stopping. Just be like everyone else in the world and just drive by at 50 miles an hour, not even noticing that somebody's on the road that needs some help because it was so embarrassing, and everybody was stopping. Hey, do you, do you need anything? What's wrong? And I was like, you know, truck problems. You know how it is. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea. So as I'm looking for the hood, I I I realize what am I going to do if I even find how to open up this damn hood? I don't know what I'm looking at. And then it came to me. Ah, but you're on a corner. You've got your 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 emergency blinkers on. I could find those. It took me a while, but I could find them. Uh, so the emergency blinkers were on, and I thought to myself, you know what? The hood up is just another sign. You know, that you should not have, you know, rear-ended me because I was clearly having problems. So, hmm. but I couldn't find the hood release. So is that a problem? Uh, anyway, any uh, corn, if you like corn, uh, there might be a problem. Millions of acres are going unplanted this year. The, the corn that has actually been planted is coming up in extremely poor condition and slow condition. Uh, um, it, it is, uh, the plants they're saying are looking terrible. 85%, 85% of our acres for corn look like they may go unplanted uh, this year. This is going to be a huge problem. Oh, what a surprise at the gas pump for cattle feed and for you at home. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, I want to tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's LifeLock. Did you know there's a black market for fr frequent flyer miles? Oh, I wish I would have known that. I would have. Anyway, uh, half a dozen online markets have listings created by criminals who have stolen frequent flyer miles and are now trying to resell them. 
it's a difficult crime to detect. Uh, most people don't check their frequent flyer accounts you know, that often, so the theft can go undetected for weeks or even months. There are many ways that cybercriminals can take what is yours. When personal information is exposed, someone can use it to commit identity theft. And that's why there's LifeLock. They're the best in the business. They've been around forever. They detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number on sale on the dark web. They detect your information is being used. They send you an alert. And if there is a problem, there's a U.S.-based restoration specialist that's going to work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but you'll get 10% off your first year with the best in the business. It's LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get 10% off your first year. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. Only 11 days away from the amazing museum here in Dallas. Uh, right here at the studios, June 29th to July 7th. Go to mercuryone.org and come visit us. I just got a message in uh, from uh, Linda. She's a listener of ours. She said, Glenn, I listen to you faithfully every single day. I love your program. As a black, lifelong conservative woman, I find it refreshing to listen to someone with the same mindset as myself. At this point, I feel isolated because our conservative values are under fire. My attempts to speak out are futile at best. I have never in my lifetime experienced such hate and rage. I agree with you that we're facing very troubling times ahead unless we hang on to our values. It reminds me of ISIS, join us or die. That's scary because I will never give up my principles for any reason. I'm just glad I have a home on your program. Thank you so much for your support, kindness. Linda, Linda, that means so much to me. Thank you so much for listening. You know, it's really weird. Um, we have this weird relationship. You know, you're in your cubicle or your car or, or you're listening to the podcast and and I don't see you and you feel like you know me, but I don't, I feel like I know you because of who you, you wouldn't be here listening to this unless you were being paid by George Soros. Uh, you wouldn't be here listening if you weren't a certain kind of person. And I, I really appreciate that um, and know that it means a lot to know that you are listening and that it connects with you. We're about to do something um, that, quite honestly, a lot of people at the company are very, very concerned about um, because they know that in today's world, this is um, is going to be taken out of context. It's going to be half told it's going to be you know whatever uh we are doing a um a museum that we were going to do during black history month uh but honestly we just ran out of time and we couldn't get it right and this one we can't we can't make a mistake on but as as we approach this one we started reaching out to some african-american museums around the country and some other museums and we decided to take a different approach, and I'm glad we waited because I was working on it yesterday, and the parallels between then and now are shocking. So the premise of this museum that we're doing, it opens up in uh, two weeks. It's going to run for two, uh, is it two weeks only? It's the last weekend of June, and then I think it closes on the 7th of July. Yeah, June 29th and- of July 7th. Okay, um, and you can get your tickets at mercuryone.org, and we really invite you to go there. What we decided to do was um, look at Lincoln's promise uh, and Lincoln's challenge to us. And, you know, when Lincoln, when Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address, 
he challenged the nation. But I don't think that challenge is over. When he signed the Emancipation Proclamation, it was just for America. And I know we get a bad name, but let's really look at this uh, from a different perspective. Because the name that we we deserve that is it will be remembered horribly in history, really the bad name might apply today much more than in Abraham Lincoln's day. Um, <clears throat> Abraham Lincoln issued us a challenge to heal the nation, which we never did, and to free people, which we kind of did. We, we fl- freed them from chains, but then we didn't work to heal the nation and to heal the wounds from those chains. Uh, and we let things fester and it got bad. But I, this is all stuff you know. And this is all stuff that you can find in every history book. So what we've done is we're going to take you through then and now, because is slavery an American problem? Is slavery an 18th century or 19th century problem? The answer to those, no. Is it a, black, uh, is it a white, black, racist problem? No, it's not. And we will show you uh, not only the history that you've never seen before. For instance, yesterday I was going through photograph after photograph after photograph of of Native Americans and their slaves. Their slaves weren't freed until I think the 1870s. Um, Going through photograph of a photograph of black and white children here in America, both slaves. I didn't know that was I didn't even know that happened. Um we're going over photographs of uh, of the slave trade in Brazil. Brazil is we've got 50 percent of the slaves that were shipped across the ocean. Fifty percent of them went to Brazil. Four percent went to the United States. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Did you? Now, this is not a um, this is not a history lesson on black history, although it has a lot of black history in it. Um, it's not a, uh, it's not something that is going to go through the same stuff that you've seen a million times. This is about if we hold to Lincoln's promise and if we want to condemn our founders or Lincoln or any Americans in the past, don't we then have to condemn ourselves because we will take you literally through a slave ship. There is a, we have built, uh, a, a, a replica of a portion of a slave ship that you will walk through uh, and you will experience, and then you will see all of the actual artifacts from that period. But then what about slavery today? The slave trade is just as big, uh, or actually much, much bigger today, but it is just as horrible and horrific as it was then. And so as you go through this, we, we actually have, I know we have one of the guys who helped free some of the ISIS um, um, slaves, but I believe we may actually have a guy who was actually a freed slave from ISIS. We have two uh, of those orange jumpsuits. Uh, We just received one. The other one uh, is uh, badly uh, stained with blood uh, for what this slave actually went through uh, in the end. Uh, But the slave trade is alive and well. And we want you to see it with your family. We, it is don't bring it, but don't don't bring your little little kids because there's a lot of disturbing stuff in this. Um, but it is the truth, like you've never seen it. Again, it is not about the African American experience. It is about let's look 
to the future. As we try to heal the past, perhaps by looking to the future, we can heal our past. Uh, because there are people that are enslaved right now that we can help. And uh, it's a museum unlike that you've ever seen before and unlike anything we've ever done. So we would ask that you would come and uh, bring your family. Again, you can get your tickets now at mercuryone.org. That's mercuryone.org. Tickets for special tours uh, from myself, from David Barton. Those usually run a little long. Um, if you would like to, you know, have your day uh, as well, uh, you can just go on the regular tour. But Stu and Jeffy, and I think Pat's doing one as well. So join us at mercuryone.org and grab your tickets to the uh, to the museum. And I would just recommend, also, too, if you're going to do the museum and you're yeah. going to go pick a tour, uh, if you go on the Stu and Jeffy tour, number one, you're going to get um, uh, intense tellings of both survival of heart attacks from Jeffy and survival of tornadoes, both of which have happened to him in the last year. Uh, so you'll get both of those riveting tales. And at the end, we're going to bring heavy objects to drop on him from above. So all of those things are part of the Stu and Jeffy tour exclusively uh, I might at mercuryone.org. I might take that tour. <laughs> I might take that tour. Um, uh, also, the freedom of speech, we've told you, is on, on the ropes. Uh, we tried to post a painting that I did that is political satire. Um, and it is it's actually from an old anti Hitler propaganda piece from World War Two. I painted it after the uh, the uh, Senate voted not to pass the born alive bill, which I thought was incredible. And it is uh, it's Hitler the way he made Jews look. Uh, it's a really distorted view of of Hitler with uh, the commentary next time. I'll just call it. Planned Parenthood. Um, and we've tried to sell this for um, Abby Johnson's uh, charity, also for Live Aid. Uh, or Live is, Action, um, one of the two. Or Live Action. So, live Aid's a good charity, action. though, too. I don't think they're going to be really yeah, wanting your Hitler painting, but... Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. Um, and uh, Live Action, which is Lila Rose's organization, they're both pro-life. Uh, we we were taken down off of eBay, I don't know how many times, and we were told each time a different story. First time it was a mistake. Second time it was, well, because we didn't think that it was real, uh, because we couldn't verify you. Well, no, it is us. Uh, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was too cheap when you posted it for this artwork, so we thought it was fake. No. Then it was Hitler is a problem. Then it was the swastika on his lapel is a problem. I mean, they just did not want this. And I w would tell you if it was uh, for Planned Parenthood, I doubt they would have these problems. Anyway, uh, it is back up. You can go to onebidpalnet slash Glenn. It's just that easy. What? This is the problem with uh, we're we're behind another digital wall. You got to go to one.bidpal.net slash Glenn. You'll find my painting there. It's up to I saw this morning, I think three thousand dollars already. <laughs> uh, you can buy it for 20 grand if you so want to do it. But all of it will go right directly uh, to uh, Pro -life those charities. charities. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am not I'm not taking a dime off of this. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's worth, oh my gosh, tens of dollars. <laughs> we uh, will uh, make sure so. we tweet that out at, uh, uh Glenn Beck, twitter.com slash Glenn Beck. Uh, go, okay. go there and get the link so you don't have to remember the complicated address. 
Okay, back in just a second with a look at the campaign trail and so much more. First, if you're looking to sell or buy a house, you need real estate agents that you trust. You need somebody that knows the market, knows your neighborhood, knows how to price it. It can be done by an algorithm. Knows what the market is buying right now. If there's a problem with your house, knowing exactly what you can fix for the cheapest amount to be able to help sell your house. If you're looking for uh, a new home to buy, and especially if you're moving into a new city, that's really dicey. You gotta, you have to have somebody that you know understands you when you say, look, I, I'm looking for the right schools. I'm looking for a school that I can trust. You don't know who you're talking to. It could be somebody who is, you know, a, 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 an Obama supporter and, and uh, you know, is, is currently going to vote for Bernie Sanders. I don't want their judgment on what is the right school. So you need a real estate agent that you can trust on all sides. That's why we developed realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. It's a free service. We will set you up with the right person in the market for you. These are all fans of the show. They think like you do. They're the best in their area. So they are going to be able to help you. All you have to do is go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Within an hour, you're going to have the real estate agent uh, emailing you back so you can get on with your life, get your house sold, get your next house purchased with realestateagentsitrust.com. So we've covered an awful lot uh, today. We covered the nonsense. Could we play the clip, please, of uh, Joe Biden uh, talking about how Barack Obama just didn't have time to explain the Obamacare Act? It just, it, he ran out of time. Here it is. Remember with the Affordable Care Act, because everything landed on President Obama's desk but locust at the time, he had no time to explain the Affordable Care Act. Once it got started to t taken Wait. away, all of a sudden the, we have what we call in Southern Delaware an alder call from all those boys. An alder call saying, oh, my God, I'm for health care. I don't want to take away pre-existing conditions. I, I want to make sure, et cetera. And so you go out and you beat them. You make the case. Uh -huh. But he didn't have time to make the case. We have a new montage that we just put together of Obama trying to make the case about health care. Do you have that montage, Sarah? To the American people, if you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor, period. If you like your health care plan, you will be able to keep your health care plan, period. If you like your doctor, you'll be able to keep your doctor. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. If you like the plan you have, you can keep it. If you like the doctor you have, you can keep your doctor too. We will keep this promise. Yeah, well, he must have been talking about another health care plan right. because those things didn't happen. No. Uh, uh, so I don't know what he was explaining. Some might say he was lying. That's another way. It's another word to describe what he was doing. Yeah. I'm amazed now, yeah. though, where we're like, we have now Bernie Sanders, who's proposing his health care bill, the Medicare for all version he's going for, and several mm -hmm. others mm -hmm. are now not even attempting to tell you that you'd be able to keep your health care plan or your doctor if you like them. They're saying we're going to outlaw private insurance, period. Like that is how far they've gone in a very short time. And remember... Obamacare was supposed to be the solution to these problems. And here we are one right. term later, 
having to hear about what they really need is single payer because that's the only cure to this horrible system we have that, you know, we designed. And the the fact that it would have worked, he just couldn't explain it enough. He just didn't have the time. It would have worked. I mean, what is that? Is that like, I mean, it was not as complex as an Ikea piece of furniture. No. Where if you don't read the directions, you're going to be left with a ton of screws and things that you don't even know what the hell is for. You know, it didn't work because I didn't read the directions. This one, the directions were pretty simple. Now, look, they were it, pretty simple. You didn't, they're not a lot of explanation here. Now, look, required. if this was Lieberman care, I would say, yes, you didn't have enough time to get through the entire uh, explanation. Because Joe speaks very <laughs> slowly. <laughs> oh, well, I if you want to think... keep your dog. <laughs> no but he he's he said all of those things and so much more and uh and now we're looking at joe biden like he's the savior like he's gonna be oh okay oh well it didn't work because we started dismantling it before we understood it huh because what i did understand that uh, it was that i couldn't keep my plan i couldn't keep my doctor and I didn't get $2,500 back. Uh, I didn't save that money. So uh, I did understand those things. But other than that, what were the issues? Did you have any that you could identify? Well, other than not keeping my plan, keeping my doctor, or, or saving money. Uh, well, and, you know, the price of health insurance going up. And uh, No. Well, actually, there's plenty of other ones, too. We just, we know what? We're out of time. We don't have time to get to all oh, of them right now. That's what happens. If we only had more time, people oh, would understand. Mm. Sad. All right. On tomorrow, I want to talk to you a little bit about the border and uh, and what's really going on here in Texas and how it affects elections. That's on tomorrow's program. Also, more on the First and Second Amendment on TV tonight. You're listening to Glenn Beck.